Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now, here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. This is episode number 37. We are cruising. We're glad that you're back to join us today. And uh, we're going to be talking about... I'm excited about this topic, actually. Okay. And I know that we always... We try to keep it very positive and, you know, very upbeat. But this is not a very positive topic. But I feel as though a lot of people silently still have this nasty little trait in them. And I admit there are times where I I feel it too. Um, I don't know about you, but there are times where like I, I catch myself doing it and if I like don't like stop myself, then it's kind of like a spiral staircase. But this past weekend I saw a post by Rich Wilkerson, I think his name is, and it was about, he said, when I start to compare my way with others and with where they are in life, I start to lose my way in like observing them and comparing myself and there was a whole thing underneath it underneath it about jealousy and I sent it to my friend and she like was completely agreed with me I agreed with her I'm like dude sometimes I have to like reel it in and it's not as an adult I can't call it jealousy I call it like feeling inferior or feeling like I'm my stuff isn't moving forward quick enough or I'm not reaching the success levels that I thought I would at 31 quick enough And I think that all starts to like bombard me mentally and it gets me down. But she said something to me too. She's like, you know, she's like, it's the timing and we're like forced to be patient. She's like, it's like, it's just something that like we subconsciously do acknowledge how much power we let it hold over us. That's dependent on each individual. But that's what we're going to talk about today is jealousy. Um, Oh, also it's 11-11 right now. Nice. Total alignment. Yeah. Jealousy too is uh, something that is an ego-based emotion. And sometimes when I'm talking with people about ego, I feel like a lot of people misunderstand the different ways in which ego can rear its ugly head, right? And a lot of people think that ego is just like somebody has a big ego and we perceive that as they think I'm better than you or I can do no wrong, right? And that, that comes out a lot in people that are you know, maybe perceived as being cocky, male or female. And... That's just one division of ego. Ego can come out in in people in a variety of different ways, and jealousy is another way in which ego can rear its head. Let's elaborate on that since you brought it up. Ego is technically a a false sense of separateness, right? It's a division, when in reality we're all one. They say that if you're thinking about, you know, a blue car nonstop, you're going to start to see blue cars everywhere. Okay, so if you start, which means like we're all connected, right? If you start to think about um, billions and billions of dollars, here's the positive of this. If you start to think about money and success, and then all of a sudden you start to come across successful people, or you see people on Instagram or wherever, you know, in life or on wherever, and you start to see or witness success of others, that means you're vibrating on the same level. And it's, it's a positive thing. But you're right. Our ego trips in and starts to see that as like that person's getting all the success and I'm not. That person has a happy marriage. I don't. That person found their human. I haven't. When in reality, if you're vibing at what you want all the time, your desire, you're first going to start see it manifest 
in the world around you in other people. And that's actually a good sign that you're on the right path and you're thinking abundantly towards what you want. We shouldn't look at that and think, oh, like poor me. You know, you should see it as a positive that you're you are asking for the thing that you want and it's slowly creeping towards you. You know, it's 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 your friends, it's your cousins, it's your brothers, it's your families. Next is gonna be you. You know, next it's your turn to get that thing. So you're right. I think ego is a, a, a big part of it. Jealousy is a part of ego, I think, is where it stems from. But I, along with that post that I had seen, I read an article on Medium not too long ago, and it was about um, looking at your peers, observing your friends and your family members or coworkers, other people in your life. This is not about Instagram. This is not about celebrities. This is not about the people on Forbes list. This is about people that are in your circle that you know. And it was talking about how 86% of people, this is adults, and it just shocked me, 86% of adults go on social media to snoop and observe on their peers to see what they're doing in their life. Creep, creep. Yeah. Creep, creep. To see like, you know, what they did on the weekends and to see how far they are in their careers on LinkedIn. Um, it's, 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 I, I didn't fact check this article for this number. I kind of just read it and I was like, whoa. And I think that's one of the big challenges with social media that's like tearing this hole in the fabric of our society yeah. and is I'm it like, creates an outlet that whether people like to admit it or not, it pushes them to subliminally start comparing themselves. It's a natural reaction. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. And it's very subconscious and subtle in most of us. I don't personally know that many jealous people, to be very honest with you. I'm just thinking of like five people off the top of my head. But we don't know psychologically what goes on behind in their minds, right? I don't know. I can say this, that I definitely don't go on Facebook to look up somebody. I don't I don't really necessarily look up to see what people are doing. I'll just text them and ask. Does that make sense? Like I don't really compare to that level. Has it happened to me when I was younger? Yes. But within people that I know, my family and friends, I don't do it. And I know you don't either. I, I, I don't really, I rarely ever even look at my friends' stories. And I don't mean to sound rude right there, but it's like I'm just so busy putting content out on my stories. I'm not consuming things from my peers, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my social media interaction is more based on my business and my work and this podcast. It's not so much to see what my friends are doing. And I think that's an interesting point because I've seen this quote several different times before, but it's talking about mainly about technology products these days and with Instagram and social media being one of them, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And the quote is around, if the product is free and you're using it, you're the product. Yeah. Because that company is monetizing off off your your usage and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really interesting point. Yeah. So then I started to think about like where does jealousy stem from and come from? And I remember as a kid, this is high school, okay? I'm going to get like really raw here. You probably don't even know this about me. I was the brattiest, jealous little thing that ever walked the planet. Like you could ask my mom and my brother like, oh, mom, she got a BMW at 16. Like I want a BMW. I remember sitting in my parents' bedroom crying at 15 just begging like, I want a BMW, I want a BMW. Like, what a shithead. Like, I look back on myself and it's just like, 
I would come home sophomore year every single day. She got this car. He got this car. She got that car. Because I was born in June. So my birthday, like I wouldn't get my license till six months before. So I was one of the last people to get my stuff. And um, I just remember my mom being like, why do you care? Why does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. Like she tried to teach me like, you know, Nina, just because she has this doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right. And then I remember a girl in my high school. So there were these parking spots. There was two parking lots that you had to walk half a block and park in the junior lot and the senior lot. And you had to walk to the high school when you had a license. However, during some auction every year, there were three or four parking spots steps away literally like footsteps away from the front of our high school that were auctioned off every year. And this girl in my class, her parents bought her that parking spot. And I was just like, I got to get that parking spot. Like she can park right there in the front. She can get out and not have to walk in the cold, like right there. And I used to watch her do it. And for some reason, I don't remember my mindset and the fact it was a jealousy. All I remember is that I wanted that parking spot and I wanted that car too. So freaking bad. And I went home and I told my parents about it. I talked about it incessantly all the time. Well, long story short, I never got the BMW. I got a Jeep instead. And I never got a parking spot in an auction. Okay. I definitely had to park in lots. But the point is, I think it starts It on, helped build your character. Yeah. But I think it starts early on as kids when we want something or we desire something and we can't get it because our parents won't give it to us. I think that's where it starts. And then you grow up and either you work on yourself and you get your shit together. Um, or this is the just of this um, gist of this episode is if you don't work on this and grow out of this, you can grow up to be a very judgmental, bitter person. And I see this in people who are 60 plus. I see this in people who are 50s, 40s, 30s. I see it in all ages. There's no age to this thing. Um, I recently was talking to somebody and somebody mentioned a, a Instagram post about somebody that how could that be possible and how could that person have done something? And I immediately thought like, hmm, that's judgment. But I also sensed a little bit of jealousy that that person didn't have the same opportunity when they were young to do something like this other person was doing. And so like I just like I, I just felt it like oozing out of that person. And obviously me, myself, I'm like, okay, stop judging. Just let this person say what they want to say. But I think that if we don't work on this and learn to recognize it within ourselves, we can grow up to be very um, nasty people. And I don't think that that's appropriate, Um, especially if you have kids. I don't think you want your kids to see that side of you and you don't want to raise them to be that way. But for me right now, it's more just personally how I handle it is when I see someone living the life that I want, I'm not per se jealous. I'm very much, I want that. I want that for me too. It's possible. Where I get wrapped up is how do I get there? That's where my my little issues arise. And so when I see something, I'm more, I'm inspired I, by it. I think what you just said is actually a challenge for a lot of people when they see something. And what I'm hearing you say is that when you see these people that have these things that you envision at some point in your life, it inspires you because you think that you can attain Correct. that. You yeah. know you can. And I think the challenge for a lot of people is that they, similarly to you, want these things, but they don't necessarily like the process or understand the process it takes to get there. Agreed. My struggle is not that that person has and I don't have it. My struggle is I want that too. I love it. I desire that lifestyle too. 
How do I get there? And in that process is where my struggle happens. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure it out, trying to, or worst, worse is me trying to get there now. Yeah, trying to speed up your time. Yeah, and so like if someone is living the beach life and doing X, Y, Z, and I want to do it too because instead you and I are home working all the time, I'm like, now, now, now. I want to be doing that right now, right now. And I think that's where my thing, it has nothing to do with the person. It's nothing to do with the thing. It's me comparing to where I am at now, trying to get to that thing. And I think too, whenever you see people that have that, there was a point in time with most people that they did go through this process. You don't together. know and what they're their probably story still was. going through the process right yeah. now. And a lot of times too, what I've seen with people is they may become jealous because they see somebody else's lifestyle and say, why don't I have that right now? And this person may be 15 years older than them. Yeah. Or 10 year- and so they have 10 to 15 years of work and dedication into probably what it took to get there. And that person just wants to skip over that timeline. So it creates this jealousy and comparison and judgment. Yeah. You also never really know someone's real story you just know that one sliver of it right like oh she has her dream job well you don't know how much shit how many shit jobs she went through to get that dream job oh she seems like she has it all figured out why don't you have a conversation with that person through email why don't you go meet that person and really talk to them and get to learn their story that's when you really find out the truth and many times because of the environment and this day and age that we live in our this is where social media kicks in our only way of seeing something in someone else's life to even compare, to even be jealous, to even want something is through the lens of social media. How many of us are actually picking up the phone and calling our friends to see what's up? You know, how many of us are actually going, no, we text or we're, we do go on Instagram and if we're going through our feeds, we see it. And so you don't really know what's behind that post. You also don't even know how old that picture is. You also don't know as you're looking through this lens, like you mentioned of social media, you see this person, maybe they have this public facing lifestyle that you really desire. That person could be totally empty inside, right? You could actually be way more fulfilled than that person is. And they're posting a lifestyle because it's helping them, you know, maybe with their businesses or it's helping them with their public perception or whatever that is. But behind the scenes, they could actually be very, very unhappy. There's a lot of people out there that are posting all these things and it looks like they have this amazing lifestyle, but they're completely depressed and unhappy with their actual life. Yeah, which is not something, we're not putting them down. We're not putting them down by saying that. I'm just saying we don't get lost so much in the comparison and don't get so jealous where you lose sight of it. You think you want those things because they're going to make you happy. Well, guess what? There are people out there who have it all and are not happy. If you can't be happy now, you will never be happy then, right? Agreed. Um, I also feel as though jealousy is a very um, low-level, self-destructive trait, to be honest with you. By the way, if you guys don't notice, I'm not talking about jealousy between a guy and a girl. I'm only talking about jealousy when it comes to our peers and, you know, at different stages of life and of what people have monetarily or the success they might have. I'm not really, I six, uh, jealousy between couples and marriages, I think is going to be a different topic because I think that comes from a very different place. But this is just all about our peers. There are people, this same article went to say that 65% of those 82%, did I say, or 86% are actually looking at their peers and snooping and spend each morning, 65% of people each morning, First, go on to social media 
to see what all their buddies are doing. And what's interesting about that is- There's better ways to start your morning, people. When you do that each morning, it is now shaping how the rest of your day is going to go. Exactly. And there's a guy that I've been listening to recently I really like called Ed Milet, and he has this- thing that he does. You showed him to me. He's great. Um, and he has a process every morning that he follows that I've been testing uh, throughout this week that I actually am really a big fan of is when you wake up in the morning, don't touch your phone for the first 30 minutes you wake up. Like if you have your alarm go, let your alarm go off on your phone, turn it off and then go do something for 30 minutes, whether that's you go work out, you go meditate, you you know spend time with your significant other, like whatever that is, don't touch your phone for 30 minutes. And so many people get up and the first thing they do is look on social media. And that completely reprograms the way their day is going to go. And what I've noticed, and this is what this Ed Milet individual said as well, is when you do this, your brain is actually much calmer and it allows you to feel like you have much better control of the day. And if you were to pick it up instead, first thing in the morning and you look at your text and you look at your emails that came in last night, all of a sudden you have this like almost this rush of, oh, I got to get all these things done. I've got to do this as opposed to recapturing and owning your time in the morning. And from a social media perspective, if somebody's, if 65% of these people in the stat you laid 63, out- 63, by the way, I misspoke. 63% of these people are getting up and checking their social media and seeing what everybody else is doing. Immediately what that's doing is that's taking their conscious state of awareness and projecting it onto what others are doing, You're- which is creating this false sense of reality, comparison, and judgment from the beginning beginning of the day you're not owning your life like you just said you're not owning your own path you're completely they say what you focus on grows if you're not even going to focus on yourself when you wake up first thing in the morning you're going to focus on what your friends and family members are doing through social media where do you think that leaves you that's going to leave you on the sidelines you will always be behind you will always be the person watching everybody else attain and achieve things that you want so badly because that's what you're focused on you're focused on being the observer and the watcher. Um, subconsciously, you're absolutely destroying your confidence. You're comparing, you're judging instead of focusing on your own well-being and your own place and path in this world. That's a little excerpt from that um, article that I told you about that we don't immediately understand that everything we consume is hitting our subconscious mind, hitting our subconscious mind. You don't realize it till years in that this is how you've programmed, programmed your subconscious mind to feel. I do feel that if if you are the type of person to be snooping on what your friends and family members are doing or even other peers that maybe you went to school with years and years ago, just like your circle of people that you know, like it could be big or small, understand this. Why is it that you're so busy looking at other other people? Why are you doing it? Did you ever, I mean, do people ever question that? I can't answer that. I don't do that. Well, it's funny you say that because just this morning when we got up, I was saying, remember how much simpler life seemed to be before everybody had a cell phone in their hand? Like I remember... I was telling... My response was, even in law school, you and I were not on our cell phones as much. And I remember that I didn't have Instagram. I didn't get crazy about Instagram till I started this Manifest Ventures nonsense. But um, I don't know. We were more... We were definitely you're, more disconnected. You're more, you're more engaged yeah. with the people that you're talking to and you're not constantly grabbing at your device to check in whatever it is that you're checking. It doesn't have to just be social media. You know, it could be emails, texts, all these other things. But I just remember like before cell phones were so prevalent, especially to the point we got to smartphones and we had all these other applications that we could use them for. 
I just feel like things were like simpler. You know, you weren't like constant. A lot of people too allow their phones to take advantage of them instead of using their phone as a tool. Like if you have notifications turned on your phone for anything really except like texting is what probably the only thing I have notifications on for, then I feel like you can completely change your life by turning those notifications on. Uh, off, excuse me. When I used to have like email notifications and social media notifications and every time I got pinged or a message, it would just hit me with a notification. I was like, my phone was blowing up all the time. It was like interrupting my uh, my focus and my energy and all these things. And then once it was turned off, it like completely changed everything. We talked about how um, jealousy comes from a fault it's like a perception problem right like it's a it's, you're perceiving something in an erroneous way you don't have enough data to conclude what this person is doing and how far they are in life or whatever it is right there's another thing that i listened to a youtube video not too long ago and this is like indian old this is old indian man who like wears a turban he's actually quite cute um he says the, the, I, I apply this to the jealousy thing because i believe it and he said whatever Whatever your peers are doing, say that you you and your friend that you're like always snooping on are in the same industry and you keep looking at what she's doing and what she's up to. Here's the thing. Just because she is farther along than you or she's doing things differently than you or maybe more successful or has more accolades, whatever the case may be that you're so jealous on or like seething with just like jealousy every time you look at her but you still can't stop looking at her page for some reason here's the thing you both can be in the same industry and still both be very successful okay just because she is doing something one way and achieving success doesn't mean that you have to do it in the same way to achieve your level of success in your same industry he talks about how we let our observations and consumption of information and data in our lives and our experience dictate our life for us and dictate our beliefs for us and dictate our moods and emotions for ourselves. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Are you basically talking that if somebody's seeing somebody else be successful and they want to be in that same industry, they think that because they're successful that they may not be successful because they've already done it in that way. Is that what you're saying? Because maybe they don't, I'll use, I'll use you and I example. You're in venture capital and and so am I. Okay. And you have like six years of experience. I have six years of experience, but for some reason I'm always snooping on your LinkedIn and all your stuff because you just get all these accolades. You're always in the newspapers. You're always in these magazines. You're in Forbes. You're in Tech Entrepreneur. Blah, 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 blah. Okay? And by the way, I'm not in venture capital. I'm just using this as an example for everybody listening. And here I am where I have six years of experience too. I went to the same school as you did. But no one knows me. I don't get the same recognition. I don't make the same salary as you do. And I don't live this lavish lifestyle like you do on a private jet and on your like vacation home and all these things. And so, and you're my, you're my high school friend. Like I, I know you. And so deep down inside, I'm always like looking you up and looking at what you're doing, trying to like get there, trying to get there because I'm assuming that Brian knows how he's doing something and he's like has all this money and resources to propel himself forward. He's working for this huge firm that I'm not working for a huge firm, blah, blah, blah. I'm already telling myself that I can't do it. That's why I'm jealous. I'm already sitting here wondering, crawling at the fact is, how do I get there? How do I become as successful as he is in venture capital? How do I do it? I don't have that much money as he does. You know, I didn't have X, Y, Z. You start to make excuses. 
And what I'm trying to say is that's a cop out. If that's why you're jealous, because someone else is doing better than you in your industry, you don't have to do things the same way that that person did to be successful in your industry. We all can get to the same place of success going our own paths. It's the story we tell ourselves that's important. You read, you listened to the same YouTube videos I did. It was saying that how we don't have to do what other people are doing to achieve the same success levels. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that though, that we need to mimic other people? It's because they say, if someone's already built a billion dollar business, go observe them and recreate the wheel and do it like they did. That's very different than observing your peers and becoming jealous as to why you're not where they are right now. I also think that part of the reason why is because human beings innately feel that copying something, copying a process is like you just laid out, mm-hmm. is easier than moving forward and embracing the un- unknown. In the, the work. And in, in the uncertainty that comes into it, right? It's the work. Like we are fundamentally programmed to be afraid of the unknown and uncertainty to get to an end result. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody got there with one path does not mean that there's not a million other paths to get to that same result. I'll give an example, a personal example. In the podcasting industry, I've been in this for a little over a year now. There was, when I first started, it was like oversaturated market, oversaturated market. You know, it's going to get worse in 2018 and 2019. And it did. There's a ton of people starting a podcast now. However, I listened to one girl and one girl only that I actually look up to in this industry. Her name's Lauren Everts. And she says, I don't care how many podcasters are out there, how many bloggers are out there, how many tech entrepreneurs are out there, how many doctors are out there. It doesn't matter. There is no such thing as oversaturation. If you are passionate about something, if you really want to do something, do it. You will stand out in in your own way. You will absolutely do it. All you have to do is stick to it, though. You can't fall out of the race. And I took it and ran with it because several people told me that I should start a podcast. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Now, a lot of people reach out to us and ask. um, I don't know if these are bots or what, but they ask like, hey, can I, you know, can we do an exchange? I do an interview for you and you do an interview for me on my podcast. I get like email things. I get them on LinkedIn and I get them on Instagram all the time. And I have to politely decline. My way of growing a podcast is not through riding the coattails of other successful people or their followings. The number one way to grow your podcast currently in all outlets, in all articles, in all blogs currently is to get guests on your show. I feel like I've noticed that too because... It's, if you look at the most popular people in this industry, they're doing stuff, they're just rotating each other's guests and they're just giving the same information recycled over and over. So this was two years ago. And I, when I started the podcast, I told myself, I will do two years of podcasting and build my own audience, my own very authentic audience who gets me and understands me and is listening to me. And I will not bring on guests to ride their coattails to gain more followers and exposure. Nothing in my, in every fiber of my being has anything against the people who are doing it the other way. There's a lot of successful podcasters who are doing the guest scenario and that's great. And there's a lot of value yeah, in those episodes. That's awesome. Too. There is a lot of value because you get different perspectives in each sure. episode that you don't get with my, my podcast. I completely get it and I accept it and I allow both ways to be. I think it's great. 
for me personally, I wanted to do things differently. Like I didn't want to follow the crowd. I didn't want to ride the coattails of somebody else to get my following up or to get my downloads up. That was never my goal. I want to create my own personal, authentic community of people first. And I'm going to do it for a solid two years or maybe even three years. The last two or three years, I will start adding guests. When I too know more about my audience and what kind of stuff that they like. When I too am better at speaking and not fumbling over my words, you know, and, and it was like baby steps basically that I'm building onto. And nothing in the world says that I will be less successful in my podcasting than those that are, have guests on their show. There's nothing that says that. If anybody's coming to that conclusion, it is simply because they're looking at the majority and their experience that's saying that these people gained popularity faster or success in the podcasting industry faster than those who didn't have guests. Okay, but I'm going to prove you wrong. And I am proving most people wrong. You don't need guests to get there. You need to perfect your own stuff and your own game and your own content first. You need to show up with content every single day, every single week, sorry, at the same time so that your audience can depend on you, not come up with excuses of not having your podcast, you know, when you say you're going to have it up. So I've been working on these foundational things about myself and about the podcast for a year, completely ignoring what everybody else is doing with, with no, I have no ill intentions against them. Like the girl that I look up to, Lauren Everts, that's what she does. She has guests on her podcast. So I don't hate the game. It's fine. I'm just trying to play it very differently. And the whole reason I wanted to do that is what you just said. I was starting to feel that every podcast that I listen to has the same people over and over again. You've got your Ed Milet. You've got Rogan. You've got Elon. You've got so-and-so. Um, who else? You've got Aubrey Marcus. You've got his um, ex-girlfriend Whitney on things. You've got the girl with no job. You have... Um, the, what's her name from the the hills? She's like a designer, this one girl. Then you've got Jessica Alba from Honest Beauty. You've got the drunken elephant girl. You've got the owner of Spanx. You've got these same people on all of these podcasts. And so technically you're just, I mean, you're just recycling all of this information again and again with the same story again and again. And so I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to keep it very different. I wanted to first build my authentic brand. And... I'm here to say and to tell you that even though these girls are getting success with guests, I too believe that I could get success without guests and we're still in the podcasting industry and we're all still very successful. That's what I'm trying to say. Many times people think that I have to have, in my scenario, if somebody was not driven enough would be like, well, I don't know anybody famous to interview. How am I ever going to be as successful as her? I don't know so-and-so. I don't have the right microphone. I don't have this. And people would use that as an excuse to not even start in the first place. And then you just sit there seething with jealousy over the person, hating that person and hating everything altogether. Instead of putting work and effort towards your own way and creating a new path for yourself that can be just as successful, if not even more. So that's what I mean by we get jealous, but really there's no reason. You can get those same things. You can get there too. Maybe just in a different way. Your assumption of looking at that person and thinking you can't is is erroneous. That's the problem. That's the error right there. I don't know if erroneous. Why you erroneous on all accounts. Erroneous. Um, here's what I do when I even catch a glimpse of myself comparing myself with somebody. I immediately step back and I think, 
is this something that I've been asking for? If I'm envisioning a girl and like a perfect body or this girl has a, my dream car, whatever the case may be. Um, nine times out of 10, it's something that I want for sure or I'm working towards. Then I start to flip something in my mind. This happens within seconds, by the way. And I say, that means I'm getting closer. If I'm being shown the thing that I want somewhere on Instagram, through my friends, maybe my parents or maybe you or someone got something that I want, it means I'm getting closer to that. It means I'm on that same vibrational frequency and I just have to keep at it because I too can have that. I use it as a way to be inspired and motivated, not to be jealous and not to feel down and out of myself. You shouldn't have time to feel down and out and you shouldn't have time to be jealous, actually. If you're working on your path, if you're working on your purpose and your career, if you're really pouring your heart and soul into it, you will have zero time to be jealous. So I want to elaborate on what you just said about not needing to have time to be jealous. Nobody should have time no, to do you that. Shouldn't. And Nina and I actually did a funny exercise this morning where I said, let's say hypothetically, we both live till we're 100 years old. Um, with modern advances in science and technology, it's not unrealistic. I think I'll be like <laughs> five to 800. I'm talking biblical years, yeah. right? But uh, we said, okay, let's just say hypothetically, we both live till we're 100. Um, I'm 32, Nina's 31. So we subtracted that off and then we multiplied it by how many days there are in a year to see how many days do we have left in this lifetime potentially. And so with my, in my particular scenario, I calculated that right now, if I live to a hundred, I have 24,820 days left. That doesn't really seem like that many days when you really look at it, right? 24,000 days. Do you know what I thought when you told me this morning, when I looked at that number, I was like, the reason I thought it wasn't a lot is because I was like, I looked at it in terms of money. I was like, what? $24,000? And I'm like, 24,000 days? Ew. Like, yeah. what is but, that? But in reality, that is the most valuable thing I have is my time. Yeah. Right? Like, I have a little over 24,000 days left on this planet, hypothetically, if I live to 100 years old. And if you calculate that number and make that part of your conscious awareness you really start to change your energy towards what you do on a daily basis. Like you don't want to have time. You don't have time to be jealous about other people or judgmental. I mean, like with that small amount of time you have left on this planet, and most people, a hundred's a lot older than what the the average person that dies is. I think the average death rate falls somewhere in between like seventy six to eighty two or something like that. Not America. It's like sixty here. Um, but like, if you really calculate that. You don't have that much time to yeah. be doing anything except things that are going to propel you forward, help you evolve, and things that you care about. And so, you know, you should, everyone should do that exercise. You should calculate how many days you have left, you know, and go off the averages. And I really think if you pay attention to that on a daily basis, it will really help you start to focus on the things that are important because the one thing that is guaranteed with every person on this planet is death eventually. And if you understand that that's going to happen and not fear that, but embrace that that is a uh, a 100% certainty, you will start making different decisions today. Spend time and energy and your focus on creating your life, on in, on living your life, on putting that attention on your life, on your path. I'm not saying don't look at other people. I'm saying don't spend your time 65% of you out there are looking at people's social media things. Like, come on. 
My tone keeps getting really high. Sometimes Nina has this thing. I where get she, very passionate. Well, she's she's always had this big issue controlling the volume of your voice. <laughs> My brother just hangs up on me whenever I start talking loud. <laughs> she gets like, really passionate. He's like, you don't even know up. you're doing it. Um, but I, it just it was a it was a really boggling statistic to me. And then I thought about myself, obviously reading it. And I'm like, you know, I do go on social media pretty early in the morning, but it's after I. I do my prayers and like after like I I'm I'm up way earlier than Brian even knows and then I pray a little bit I get my mind right and then I fall back asleep again and then I wake up and I'm on my phone so like I've done my kind of like rebalancing refocusing and my mind right for the day by the time I'm on my phone but it just made me think like I'm usually putting content out I'm not consuming it and if I'm consuming things everybody who follows me knows it's all about quotes and like spiritual things and like positive motivating things. And when I see it, I share it. I'm not looking at other people. I'm never typing in my friends and family's names. I'm never doing it because I really don't have the time. Like I, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in like a loving way. Like I wish everybody the best and I know everybody's doing great and I'm just here trying to make my life great too. Like you should not have the time and energy to throw on other people like that. Um, That's a sure way of making sure you don't hit your goals, just so you know. If you continue to do that, you won't hit your goals that you want in life. And if you do come across people and you do come across things in your thing, be inspired. It means you're getting closer. If your circle's winning, you're going to win too. That's how I see it. If people in your vicinity are getting and achieving things that you want, that means you're going to get there too. You're vibing at the right level. Do you have any other thoughts or tidbits of wisdom to share, Mr. Dixon? No, I think that was it was good. I think it's an important topic that I've got could books. be helpful to a lot of people. But yeah, let's lay the books on us. Let's hear. Do you it. have any jealous friends? Let's talk about our experiences for a second before we end. I don't really pay attention if people are jealous or not. I don't. I'm so in my own zone all the time that if they are, that's fine. I'm have sure. Have you ever experienced jealousy? Have I ever experienced it? I think I probably have. Not in the way that we talked about it on this episode, but maybe when I was having like unhealthy relationships in the past with somebody, there may have been like, I'm sure, I, I'm sure at some oh, point. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> uh, no, just, I'm not trying to put anything in a bag, but I'm sure at some point it's happened for sure. But I've never really taken the mindset of I'm jealous because somebody else was in a different position in life than me, kind of the topic we covered here. Yeah, yeah. I've always looked at it like, oh, wow, they can do that. I can do that too. And I could probably that's do it even I better. Am. I can, you know, I can use yeah. it as a way to level up and like try to enhance myself. Um, that's how always how I've thought about it from this topic Maybe next week we should do the jealousy between couples thing then and talk about that. You can. Mine was like when I was younger. I definitely, oh man, I was always jealous. I'm sure everybody is. They're yeah. growing up before they really understand themselves and others. Like they, you know, you you just get that feeling, not yeah. even really knowing that it probably is that feeling yeah. at the time. Relationship jealousy is very different. I also think, well, let me not get into it. So my, I don't know if I have jealous friends. I actually have no idea. Um, but have I experienced jealousy? Yeah, I shared it with you. My BMW and auctioned off $5,000 parking spot. <laughs> I don't even know how much that parking spot was. But I have experienced it as a child. As an adult, I, one, don't have time. And two, if I do see someone doing great things, I'm inspired by it. And I just think like, oh, okay. I think I want to do it too. How do I do it? Or I think like, I'm close. Like I'm close to getting that if it's already on my path. So the two books that I have for you guys, because I know we've kind of slacked on the books the last two weeks. The first one is called The Jealousy Cure by Robert, I don't know how to say his name, Lehi or Lehi, L-E-H-Y. These will be all linked on our site. 
And then two, Overcoming Retro- Retroactive Jealousy by Zachary Stockhill. Both books got really high recommendations. And then our quote, you're going to like this quote, okay? No one can make you inf- make you feel inferior without your consent. That's right. Control yourself. Can't feel any less when you look at your peers and you're feeling jealousy if you don't let it. Mm-hmm. You can't allow that to happen and then you won't flip the script. That's right. Flip it. Like to say. Flip it. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, as always, reach out to us on our Instagram, Nina Pal Dixon. Brian's is Brian Dixon06. Um, I have added a bunch of stuff to my Instagram recently because people were asking. And I've added a whole list of don't go to Brian's because he didn't add it yet because it takes so much time. But I did. I took don't it upon worry, myself. Nina will be getting in there this week. Hooking <laughs> no, a brother. I will not do it for Hooking you. a brother up. So I've added my top 16 favorite books of all times under my favorite books on my highlights on Instagram. And you can swipe up and purchase them on Amazon or get the Audible version, whatever one you want. And hold on. Drum roll. It was Clifford. Oh, my God. And then I also added a contact me page where there's all different ways to connect with um, myself through like all different social media things. My email's on there as well and whatnot. So I hope you guys take advantage of those. Those books have been very helpful to me over the years. People always ask like, Nina, what books do you recommend? Where do I start? Or the other question I get is, where did you learn all the stuff that you talk about on the podcast? And I'm like, Dad, I've just been reading for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, I haven't lived this like great yeah. life. I just, I just read. Nina's been getting books in since R.L. Stein was popular yeah. with Goosebumps. That's all I've been doing is reading. I consume shit. That's all I do. But I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you next week. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. If you gained any value from this episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.